0: Today on Grace to the
1: Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. In the world right now, this is the biggest decision one can make. Do you or have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you haven't, right now, we would love to just stop and come and pray around you and to support you as you receive God's greatest gift of salvation, guaranteeing you a spot in heaven where you have no more doubt, no more question if I would go to heaven or not, because if you believe and you have faith in Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Christ offers each
0: and every one of us eternal life. To receive it, all we need to do is ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. Pastor Eric tells us today that without Jesus, we will surely die. The Lord wishes for you to enter His kingdom. Ask Him into your heart today to receive His peace, blessings, guidance, and salvation. Well, let's join Pastor Eric in the book of John chapter 11 with today's edition of Grace to the Hearers.
1: I need to be spoken frankly too. You know, I need to be spoken plainly because if I don't understand, if, if it's not in a simple way, I have a hard time understanding. And Jesus speaks to us the way that we can understand. And so looking at the churches today, in our culture today, more and more churches are going towards inserting their own words to help the people understand God's word. More and more involving their own personal stories and all that, and I'm not saying that that's bad, but we're moving away from the text of the Bible because we want people to understand the Bible. Now, that's my heart as well, but guess what? It's not my responsibility to reveal God's Word to you. It's the Holy Spirit's job to reveal the Word to you, and I believe that when Jesus wants you to understand, He will Make you understand. He will teach you what he wants you to learn. We see that in John chapter 16 when it says that the Holy Spirit's job is to come and to teach us to reveal all truth to us. In Honduras, you know, it's fresh in my mind, the people in Honduras have a high regard for God's word. They respect it so very much, even if they're not believers. When you go up to a house or a community and you say, can I share what the word of God says? You know what they say? Oh, yes, we want to hear what God's word says. And, and, and they respect the word of God. They believe it's the word of God and they want to hear the word of God. And, and, and so they're alert and they pay attention to the word of God. And it seems like in the United States, more and more people are losing the respect for God's word. They're losing the respect for the word of God and they're holding on to their, their words to be true versus God's word to, to be true. Uh, And so Jesus speaks plainly to his disciples. He did not water down the message. He didn't water down his words. He spoke freely and openly with boldness to those who are around him. And, and, And again, in Honduras, when I was sharing with the people, my flesh was thinking, how can I how could I relate this, and how could I speak it to where they would understand? Because maybe they don't understand all the, you know, what righteousness is and, and all that stuff. And so I'm just trying to think in my mind, how do I relate this to them so that they understand? And so God is just so awesome, you know, he gave me a, a, a good rebuke and correction, and he spoke through a translator and says, hey, they don't understand all your cliches and your stories. And I'm like, oh. And she said, just give them the word of God. I can do that. Praise God, right? I can give them the word of God. And, and so the moment that I spoke plainly about God's word, the people received the message. The people received the word of God. They understood it. And here's the thing, you guys, is God will speak plainly to a man's spiritual heart. He will speak plainly to your spiritual heart. God does not need uh, our, our words to help explain his word. Uh, again, that's the Holy Spirit's job. You know, uh, John 16, I, I, I mentioned it earlier, but let's read that verse. He says, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. So right there, Jesus telling us the job, and the, one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit, is going to teach you and guide you into all truth. And I say, praise God. Thank you, God, for sending the helper, the Holy Spirit, to teach us the word of God. Uh, Amen? Amen. So God wants his word to be revealed to you. He wants his word to be revealed to me. And once he reveals his word to us, guess what? Once he reveals the word to you, that word is yours. That word is yours. It's for you. God has opened up your eyes. He has opened up your heart to receive the word and the understanding. And I love Deuteronomy 29, 29, because there's a lot of things in the Bible, even I, that I don't understand. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of things that I don't understand. And I'm like, man, God, I just don't understand this. And instead of just trying to figure it out on my own... I'm going to wait, and I'm learning to wait to let the Holy Spirit reveal the Word to me. Before I speak, I want to know that's what God wants me to say, or that's what God wants me to learn. Uh, personally, even in my own devotion, you know, I'm just learning to really rely on the Holy Spirit to teach me. And if He doesn't reveal it to me, okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because of Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine, saying the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Again, Moses is just saying, you know, the secret things, uh, God's speaking through Moses, the secret things belong to God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and our families. So when God reveals something to you, you can pour into your wife. Again, a great picture of Ephesians chapter 5, when the word says, you know, husbands, wash your wives in the word of God. You know, and to, once the Lord has revealed that to you, reveal that to your spouse. And it can work both ways. You know, wives, if whatever the Lord shows you in the word, share that with your husband because it is for you and your family and your children. Pour it onto your children. They need to know what God is doing and what He's revealed to you. And don't worry how they take it and if it's going to impact them. Again, that's God's job to impact the heart. You're just sharing what God has taught you. And, and so a great thing to take. Uh, when God reveals his word to you. So when the word of God is revealed to you, you have a choice. You can either heed the revelation that God has shown you, or you can ignore it. Uh, You can ignore it. And if you ignore it, then I truly believe then you're sinning against God because you are rejecting the truth that has been revealed to you. Uh, And so I would encourage you, you know, if, if God is revealing stuff, which I believe He does daily, and I'm sure you guys could all give testimonies of what God has been teaching you, even in this past week of what He's been teaching you in the Word of God. Man, whatever God is teaching you, may you just hold on to that goodness of God's Word and continue to, to just walk forward in the words that God reveals in His Word to you. And so if you are rebelling against the Word of God, the, the words that God has revealed to you by the Holy Spirit, then Repent. Just churn away from that, churn away from that uh, rebellious heart, and turn and obey the word that God has given to you. If God has spoken to you a word, man, hold on to that word because if it's coming from the Word of God, it is truth. Then uh, there's no doubt about it. Because here's the thing: is that God wants you and I to understand Him. You guys agree with that? He wants him wants us to understand Him. And he will speak plainly to you with no confusion, because God is not the author of confusion. God speaks plainly to us through his word, and I praise God for that. Continuing on in verses 17 through 27, it says this, So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Verse 21. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would have not died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Verse 23. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know. That he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Verse 26, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who is to come into the world. Pretty awesome passage right there. And so we see that Jesus has arrived on the scene, and Lazarus now has been dead four days. He's been dead four days, and by this time, the Jews were mourning with Martha and Mary. And when Martha had heard that Jesus had arrived... She went to meet him. Martha tells Jesus if he would have been there, her brother would have been alive. If he would have been there just one day earlier, because here's the thing. This is an interesting fact that the Jews had this superstition that said that soul stayed around the grave three days, right? Hoping to return to the body. But after the fourth day, uh, the soul would depart with no chance of returning uh, in my personal, that's kind of weird, you know, and, and so, uh, but that's the, that's the thing that was taught, you know, within the Jews at this time. And, and so by Martha saying to Jesus, she was saying to him, in a sense, you were late, but let me tell you, God is never late. God is never late, and he is going to work a work according to his time. Nevertheless, though, Martha believed that Jesus could ask God anything, and God would do it for him. Uh, and, and so Jesus responds to her. He says, your brother will rise again. And she's like, yes, I know he's going to rise again. I know he, eventually in the, the day of the resurrection, at the last day. But Jesus, you guys, says a powerful statement in verse 25. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Christ is preaching the gospel right here, clearly to Martha, asking her, do you believe this? And so, yes, Jesus tells Martha that he is the resurrection of life, that he who believes may die physically, but they shall live spiritually. They shall have spiritual life, eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so Jesus said, whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And I thought that was very interesting, uh, in which I'll talk about here in a second. But Lazarus has been dead four days. Martha had the faith that Jesus could perform a mighty work of God. And we see that Jesus is sharing the good news here. Uh, and so Jesus lays out the gospel in a clear way. And he says again, he who believes in me, he who has faith in me, might die physically, but he will have eternal life. The person will have life because when they are alive physically, they believe they had faith. Therefore, they shall never die. For a person to have eternal life, one must have two things. Number one is faith. There's not a single work, not a single work that can give you everlasting life. There's not a single good thing that a man can do that can earn his salvation. And let me tell you, that is the biggest hang up within the country of Honduras. And it's probably one of the biggest hang ups in this country is that if you would ask somebody, how do I get to heaven? And the number one response would probably be, I'm a good person. I do good things to get to heaven and that I could get to heaven because I'm a good guy or I'm a good woman. But Jesus lays it out clearly right here. If you believe, if you have faith in him, though you may die physically, you shall live. Guys, faith is what is needed to have eternal life. Faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, Christ followers believe it's by grace you have been saved through faith. Uh, Religion and the world believes it's by works that you were saved and not by grace through faith. But it is, according to the Bible, it is by grace, God's grace, his unmerited favor upon you that he has given his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, and it's through faith and believing in Him and turning to Him, turning from your sin and letting and accepting that free gift of salvation uh, that you can have eternal life. Uh, praise God for that because my works, as the Bible say, are like filthy rags. And, and so uh, I praise God for His grace and just really understanding His grace. And in, like I said, in two weeks when we share about Honduras, uh, the Lord has really placed in my heart that we really look into what grace looks like. Because uh, it's not more, it's much more, let me just say, it's much more than what you say before dinner, okay? It is an amazing thing, and so we'll look at that in a couple weeks, what grace looks like. Uh, and number two, you must be physically alive to believe to have eternal life. Let me say it again, you must be physically alive to believe to have eternal life. You cannot believe, you cannot have faith when you are dead. When you die, you're dead, okay? You are physically dead, and if you don't have faith in Jesus, it is too late for you. There is separation from God. You do not get a second chance, okay? Because we clearly see right here in verse 26, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? It is important to believe in Christ and place your faith in him before you die, And I would encourage you this morning, if you have not placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, today is the day of salvation. And you don't know when you could get into a car accident. You don't know if you would drop dead or or, of a heart attack or anything. We don't know the time that we have been given, okay? Only God knows the time of our lives. But by His grace, you are alive today, right now, hearing the gospel, saying that if you believe in Jesus Christ, not by your works, but by faith in Christ alone, you will have eternal life. And so this morning, if there's anyone who has not received this gift of salvation, God has given you the gift right now, and it's before you. And I would encourage you to unwrap it. Open it up, receive it, and believe in Him, and you will become a child of God. The Bible says that it, to those who believe and receive Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God. And so this morning, I want to stop right now, because all else in the world right now, this is the biggest decision one can make do you or have you received jesus christ as your lord and savior if you haven't right now we would love to just stop and come and pray around you and to support you as you receive god's greatest gift of salvation guaranteeing you a spot in heaven where you have no more doubt no more question if i would go to heaven or not because if you believe and you have faith in jesus christ you will be saved So this morning, does anybody want to receive that gift of salvation right now? And it's not weird. We can look around, look and see who's going to raise their hand. Guys, you're not standing before God in front of all these people. It's going to be you and God one day. Do you have the gift of salvation? If you do, praise God. Amen. Moving forward. So, Jesus says this to Mary, and again, the Lord, I believe, is saying that to us. Do you believe this? That he who believes shall never die. I believe it. I believe it. And so, uh, now, we go into verses 28 through 37. It says this, And when she had said these things, she went her way, secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came and where Jesus was and saw him, She fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would have not died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Verse 35, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how how he loved him? And some of them said, Could not this man who had opened the eyes of the blind also kept this man from dying? Martha departs from Jesus, tells her sister that Jesus was in town. Mary departs to see Jesus. And the Jews with her who were comforting her saw her leaving and she thought that she must be going to the grave to weep and mourn some more. But when Mary saw Jesus, she fell down at his feet. Weeping, saying, Jesus, if you were only here, my brother would still be alive. And Jesus, seeing her weeping, seeing the people who were with her weeping, groaned and, and was troubled within his spirit. Groaned, meaning Jesus was painfully moved. There was displeasure within him. Jesus was hurting inside. And Jesus asked, Where did you lay him? And they showed him. In verse 35, Jesus wept. He wept. Mary was heartbroken over the death of her brother. And Jesus saw this, and he was heartbroken as he wept too. Guys, Jesus sees our pain. He sees our pain. In our text, that Jesus it tells us that Jesus loved this family. This morning, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He loves you so very much. So much he loves you. And if you were in pain, spiritually or physically... Jesus' spirit groans within him for you. He loves you. He cares about you. How do I know this? Because the Bible says in, uh, in uh, Hebrews 13 8, says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ has not changed. He cares for us. If he cared and loved for this family, he cares and loves you. Jesus is compassionate. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness weaknesses but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin therefore therefore Hebrews 4:16 let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need Yes, this is Hebrews is really pointing to like when you're struggling with this, with sin that Jesus can help you overcome that temptation, but even he can sympathize with you in all your needs. And Jesus can sympathize you when you're weak. And so I love Hebrews 4:16 because it tells us what we should do. We should come boldly to the throne of grace, the throne of undeserved favor. Come to the throne of undeserved favor, God's grace so that you may obtain mercy and find undeserved favor to help you in the time of need. That blesses my heart this morning, knowing that Jesus can sympathize with me, because there's many times where I'm hurting and I'm in pain and I'm I'm just in sorrow. My heart is broken, but I know that I can lean upon my Savior. I can lean upon my friend, Lord Jesus, as He can sympathize with me, and that He can... He can encourage me and that he has invited me to come boldly to the throne so that I may obtain mercy and grace to help me in my time of need. And the same thing applies to you this morning. The same thing applies to you. Moving forward in verses 38 through 44. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. And it was a cave and the stone lay against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me because... Of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. In verse 44, and he who had died came, came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with cloth, with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Wow. Jesus says, take away the stone. Martha says and reminds him, hey, he's been dead four days. There's a stench. To paint the picture of the stench that she says, check this uh, interesting fact about the body after death. It says this, after a few days of after death, the bacteria and enzymes start, process, start the process of breaking down their host. The pancreas is full and so many bacteria that it is essentially digesting itself. Pastor
0: Eric Kluth's message today gave us a greater insight into the incredible life that Jesus led in his time here on earth. His life and death are the basis of the Christian faith, and we hope you've been encouraged in your faith by what you heard today. As we close this edition of Grace to the Hearers, we'd like to tell you how you can receive a free copy of today's message. Simply send an email to info at gracetothehearers.com And be sure to include today's date and where we can send you a CD. You can also call us at 520-723-7047 to speak to us in person. That number again is 520-723-7047. Be sure to visit our website as well to discover more about Grace to the Hearers, Pastor Eric, and what our goal is with this ministry. We'd also like to ask that you consider partnering with us in prayer as we continue to expand this ministry. Grace to the Hearers, and other ministries like it are valuable tools that God is using to further His kingdom on earth, and we feel that God is calling us to reach more and more people with this broadcast. Would you join us in praying for this ministry and the people who are hearing Pastor Eric's messages? We are incredibly blessed to be able to share God's Word with you already, and we would be honored to have you interceding for us as well. From all of us on the broadcasting team, we want to say thank you for listening today. Join us again as we continue our deeper look at the book of John. Next time on Grace to the Hearers.